Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions as we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. God, we thank you for another day, another chance, another opportunity to praise your holy name. Settle and center us in this place as we come together to worship. We welcome all 
especially those who have come to set their soul on fire, because here is the place where that flame will be ignited. We thank you, we praise you, we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. say this together followed by a moment of silence. I'm reminded of a mentor I had early in my ministry who would say, make it plain. Sometimes when I would try to sound smarter than I was, he would just say, make it plain. And he was telling me at that point in time, just make it at a level where anybody could understand it. So let me try to make it plain this morning. We sin. We fall short. We mess up. As good as we try to be, that mark of perfection, we cannot meet that on our own. Just make it plain. We are saved by, with, and through the blood of Jesus. Make it plain. And we have an opportunity to come and to forgive, ask for forgiveness, to seek forgiveness, to collectively acknowledge our vulnerability and our humanity. So family together, let us say the prayer of admission followed by a moment of silent prayer. God, our world fosters distrust and division. Sometimes we foster it too. Forgive us, connect us with your Holy Spirit, help us to understand each other and you.
Family, God made it plain. There is a promise of grace. We are forgiven by and through the blood of Jesus. We are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter 2. I'm reading the first 13 verses. Listen now for God's word for you. When the day of Pentecost had come, They were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, a tongue rested on each of them and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now, there were devout Jews from every people under heaven living in Jerusalem at that time. And at the sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one of them heard speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all of those who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, in our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All, all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and they said, they're just filled with new wine. The word of God for the people of God. Title today's sermon is Breathe. Before we speak, we breathe. Before we sing, we breathe. Before we make a presentation at work, 
we breathe. Breathing, it's essential to everything that we do. It's so constant in our lives that often we take it for granted. Unless we suffer from some illness that makes our our breathing something that we have to focus our attention on, most of us leave breathing on autopilot. And often our breathing rhythms are shallow. That is, until someone reminds us to breathe. Well, breathing, it's not just essential to our physical existence. It is essential to our story of how the church began. Today is the birthday of the Christian church, and we call it Pentecost. Jesus promised his disciples that he would send the Holy Spirit, an advocate to them. He told them to wait in Jerusalem after he died and after he was resurrected. They weren't to go home. They weren't to go to work. No, they were to stay, remain in Jerusalem together, waiting, grieving. And I can imagine this was an anxious time for the disciples. I wonder if they worried about when the Holy Spirit would come, if the Holy Spirit would come. I wonder if some of them were scared that they might miss it. Well, lucky for them, the Holy Spirit comes in such a way we just read about that no one can deny it. No one can debate it. Everyone experiences it. On Pentecost, the birthday of the Christian church, diverse nations of people gathered together in one place, Jerusalem, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. The Hebrew word for Holy Spirit is ruach. It's a fun word to say. Ruach, try it with me. Ruach, ruach. Ruach means wind, breath, God's breath. Which means that on this day, Pentecost, the Christian church birthday, God breathed God's breath among God's people. We're told that the people speaking in Jerusalem are Gentiles. So most likely they're speaking Gentile languages. But when the breath of God comes upon them, something mysterious happens and they start to speak other languages. Languages that are not native to them. Languages that they did not learn in school or some study abroad program. Languages that many of them can't even understand. Can you imagine that? It's as if in this space, all of us were to take one deep breath and then in our exhale speak in different languages, languages foreign to us like Arabic and Hebrew and German and Mayan and Creole, languages that are not common among us but are understood in a particular place by a particular people. Why on earth did God breathe on God's people on the Christian church birthday, you ask? Well, we've gotta take a trip back in history to understand. You may remember the story of the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11. At that time, the beginning of creation, all of the people on earth spoke one language. And because everybody understood one another, they came up with a grand plan. They wanted to build the tallest tower you have ever seen, a tower that reached up into the heavens. And because they could communicate with one another, they had no trouble laying out a plan, putting everybody on the assembly line, getting it done. Well, the problem was God looked down 
and he saw greed. God saw a greedy motivation among God's people and so God confused their languages. God messed it up. And then God dispersed the people across the earth. The tower became known as the Tower of Babel because it said that the people just began babbling. They could no longer understand one another. Now I gotta be clear here. God is not some malicious God that doesn't want us to understand one another. That's not the point of this story of the Tower of Babel. The point is God sees the danger. There's a danger when we all understand one another. The danger is we no longer leave room for mystery or in this case, for God. As my grandmother would say, we got a little too big for our britches. So at the beginning of time, God confuses our languages and then at the beginning of the church, God makes it so we can understand one another again. The thing is, God doesn't just pick out one language and make it superior to the other so that everybody has to learn that one language. Notice, God doesn't do that. God makes it possible for all the languages to be understood. God upholds the diversity of voice, acknowledges it, and then with God's breath, makes it so we can understand each other. Y'all, this is one of my favorite parts of the faith. The gift of the Holy Spirit, the breath of God that connects us to God and to each other. You and I, we breathe God's breath every day. And it allows us to understand one another despite the fact that many of us grew up on different sides of town. Or despite the difference that we might vote differently at the polls or that we might value different things with our time and our money. The breath of God connects us despite those differences. The breath of God, it doesn't make us uniform in one Christian belief, but it allows us to understand despite our differences. I get to see this all the time at downtown church. Like it's one of my favorite things when we're in a Bible study and we're reading the words of Jesus, you know. There are 18 different interpretations of what Jesus said in that room, even when there's only 12 people in that room. Y'all know that is the truth. God celebrates when we have a diversity of thought and meaning, so long as every individual in the room is honored and valued. That means there can't be any bully that grandstands their belief, which is the temptation, my temptation, our human temptation. It's the reason God destroyed the Tower of Babel. It's hard for us, harder than we'd like to admit to hold space for a variety of opinions and voices, especially when we might be passionate about our own. God's breath is what makes it possible to exist in the same room. God's breath is what makes it possible to be in relationship with someone different than us. God's breath is what makes it possible to be the church, the community of followers of Jesus. And we might not realize this, but God's breath is also what makes it possible for us to move from day to day. How many of you guys have had a stretch of time, like two weeks time, where looking back, you're not even sure how you got through? 
Have you ever had that happen to you, you know, where you just have one event to the next, activity to activity, to-do list that just keep getting longer? I've heard some people refer to this month as May-cember, so maybe there's some people experiencing that right now. You know, you look back on a two-week stretch of time and you think to yourself, how did I make it through? I'll tell you how. It's the Holy Spirit. It's that sustaining breath that sometimes we take for granted, that sometimes we don't even acknowledge is right there that helps us make it through. I want you to think about the early church. So Jesus has died, he's been resurrected, he appears to some of his disciples. And then there's all these people in Jerusalem who then scatter and begin the early church. There were so many stories about Jesus, so many accounts of who he is. How did they decide which story was gonna get told? Well, we can look at our Bible today and realize that there are four gospels in our Holy Scriptures, four perspectives, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And there were even more that didn't get included. But we can look at that and see with four voices included, it points to God's ability to unite us while honoring the differences in the story. And not only are there four different stories in the scripture, but there were lots of different passionate leaders in the early church. The apostle Paul, Timothy, Lydia of Philippi. And y'all know with different leaders come different perspectives, different kinds of worshiping communities. And God honors all of this. Somehow through God's breath, God built one church through all of that. It's because God provides the source upon which we draw our breath, God's breath, the Holy Spirit. When we listen beneath the words, we can hear what's common among us, which is our breath. So too in the church, when we listen beneath the litmus test of belief systems, we hear what is common to all of us, which is God's breath. The Holy Spirit sent to live among us, to guide us, to sustain us, to advocate for us as we do this hard work of following Jesus. I've told this story before at Downtown Church, but I want to share it again. It's meaningful to me. When I was nine years old, my mom took me with the adult mission trip from the church to Guatemala. And at that time, I did not speak Spanish I'd never been on a plane before. I'd never eaten black beans and white rice before, which was every meal on a mission trip in Guatemala. I was learning something new every moment, but even at the age of nine, I could see that our friends in Guatemala followed the same Jesus that I followed. Our host family one day invited us to their home and you can imagine it with me. There were clay dirt floors, pitched roof with a a blue tarp, two beds for the 10 family members to share, and only two plastic chairs, like the kind they sell outside of Lowe's Home Improvement, two of those. So they pull up these two chairs, a family does, and they ask my mom and I to sit in them, so we do, and then they kneel around us. And we sat there for I don't know how, many, how much time just listening to the, the rhythm and the melody of each other's languages because we did not understand each other. And we'd try some hand movements and then just laugh at the fact that we missed each other. And then at one point, the mother of the household, she pulled out a small coin and she gave it to one of the children that was close to my age. And I watched that kid light up with excitement and run out of the house. 
I think I just whipped my head and wanted to follow but knew better. I had to stay still. Two and a half minutes later, this child comes back with an ice cold Coca-Cola in hand. And y'all, this was the Coca-Cola that's in the glass bottle. So, you know, it's made with real sugar, delicious, you know? And it was fizzing. It was clear that the pop had just been, the top had just been popped. And she hands it to her mom with two straws. And the mom hands it to my mom, two straws. Now, now we are overwhelmed by this gift of generosity. We don't know what to do. We feel uncomfortable. It's clear to us, this is the only coin this family has. They couldn't possibly spend it on something so frivolous for us, but they did. And that woman, she nodded to my mother, expecting my mother to take a drink. And then my mother nodded to me, and I was excited to take a sip. And I've never tasted anything so sweet to this day, so generous, so Christ-like. I didn't need to speak the same language as them to understand, to see Christ among us, the Holy Spirit connecting us. I'm gonna close by telling you a story that Perry Harris, our musician, shared with me. It's the story of a mother and her child, and it is the story behind the song, the original song that we are about to hear. The child lives with autism, which makes it hard for him to make sense of his surroundings. He's often overwhelmed by the people around him and the expectations of those people. And oftentimes for this child, speaking is difficult. Well, his mother has taken great care to learn his language. She knows what makes him uncomfortable. She's able to anticipate his needs. She also knows that he is capable of greatness. And so when she notices him getting overwhelmed, worked up, she gently takes his face between her hands and she sings to him. She sings, breathe. Come ya child and breathe. She returns him to the basic rhythms of his breath, the rhythm that connects him to her and her to him. And as he finds his breath, he finds his voice. And something miraculous happens. He mimics her. He reaches for her face and he sings to her, breathe, come ya mama, breathe. You see, this kid sees his mom. He sees this single mom. He sees the bills that are stacked high on the coffee table. In fact, he likes to go through them and point out all the numbers. But when he does that, he notices that she, she tends to hold her breath. And so he reaches up and he holds her face and he sings, breathe. Come ya mama, breathe. This is Pentecost. This is God's breath connecting us. This is God's invitation to you through Perry and Bruce, to breathe.
got to breathe. Oh, baby, come you breathe. Hold on, child, you've got this. Come you breathe. Breathe. Oh, baby, you've got to breathe. Hold on, child, you've got this. Come you breathe. You've got to breathe. Oh baby, come and breathe. And our child, you got this. Come here and breathe. You are my shining star. A different kind of light that shines you are. Blinded by your gifts, I know it gets hard. Finding your place in this world. Don't let it darken your sweetheart. Life ain't been no crystal stand. You step outside and you see the world is quite unfair. But the blood in my veins. Blood that runs in you, pressure turned into the diamond. Boy, I wish you only knew that you is smart and you is kind. You is important, baby. You, you is fine. So on and clear your mind. Head up, you are of divine. Shoulders back, stay aligned and take one step at a time. Breathe. You got to breathe. Oh, baby, come and breathe. Energize. You got this, come here and breathe. Oh my, you got to breathe. Oh baby, come and breathe. In the child, you got this, come here and breathe. Praise of the righteous availeth much. Use your praise as your weapon when the storm sends tough. With success comes stress. With every high, there's a low. With every mountain, there's a valley. But a lily down below. The lesson is there's beauty below in everything. Walk in your gifts and believe in him. You'll find relief. Oh, breathe. You have got to breathe. Hold on, child, you got this. Come here and breathe. Oh, my. Amen. Amen. We celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion together, knowing that Christ is with us in real and mysterious ways. We celebrate by intinction, which means that we take a piece of bread and dip it in the cup. And we have grape juice and gluten-free bread that we will have at the front in front of the communion table. All other stations will have gluten-full bread. Learned that from Lucas and wine. Let us pray. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
It is right to give you our thanks and praise, O Lord. You created the heavens and the earth, the darkness and the light, the sea and the land. You created us in your image and declared all of your creation good. We sinned. We let shame and fear overcome us and we distanced ourselves from you, O God. And yet you didn't give up on us. You sent Jesus Christ to walk among us, to show us your way, to show us that there's no place in earth or heaven or hell that we might go, that you will not come find us and rescue us. And when Jesus returned to heaven, you sent the Holy Spirit, O Lord, to be our advocate. The Holy Spirit, your breath, connecting us to you and to one another. And so we praise you, joining our voices with the choirs of angels and with all the faithful of every time and place who forever sing to the glory of your name. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hear us now as we pray together the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We remember on the night Jesus was with his friends, the night he was to be betrayed, he took bread and he blessed it and he broke it. And he said to them, this is my body, broken and given for you. Take, eat, don't forget. In the same way, Jesus took the cup and he blessed it and he poured it out. And he said, this cup is the cup of the new covenant. It's my blood shed for the forgiveness of your sins. Take, drink, don't forget. Scripture says as often as we eat this bread and we drink from this cup, we proclaim Christ's saving grace to our broken world. Thanks be to God. Amen. At this time, I invite our elders to come forward to serve. Let us pray. God, may these simple gifts of bread and cup sustain us in your spirit to follow you. May this sacrament of eating and drinking together bind us to one another and to you. May we make good on our promise to live our faith and share you 
with this broken world. Amen. Let's stand and sing. to receive Perry's blessing one more time. Oh, Lord, child, you've got this. Come ya and breathe. As we go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the interruption that is the Holy Spirit, may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.